Hello Beacon Church. I hope you're well. I miss you all and I'd much rather be delivering this message to you face to face. Uh, instead I get to look at a camera instead of your lovely smiley faces. So bear with me whilst I get used to this and let's see how we go. So I'm going to be continuing our series on Faith Like Joseph, looking at what we can learn when Joseph faces temptation in Genesis 39. Now you might remember from previous weeks that Joseph has had some big dreams. There's some big things coming for him and uh, he keeps telling his brothers about this. Now his brothers are not so keen on this, particularly the bit where Joseph tells them that the brothers will be bowing down to him. So they get the opportunity to throw him in a pit and leave him for dead. Uh, but then they see another opportunity, which is to sell him into slavery to some Ishmaelites who are passing by. So this is what they do, and the Ishmaelites take Joseph off to Egypt, where he is sold to Potiphar. Potiphar, who is an Egyptian who doesn't worship God, notices that God is with Joseph. Because he's noticed this, he also sees that Joseph is successful with everything that he does, and Potiphar wants in on this. So Joseph moves into Potiphar's house and Joseph is put in charge of the whole household. The only thing that Potiphar has to worry about now is what he's going to eat. So things seem to be going well for Joseph, or as well as things can be for someone who's been sold into slavery by their brothers. And this is where we pick up the story now and we look at how things start to change for Joseph. So if you have a Bible, uh, please turn with me to Genesis chapter 39 and we're going to go from verse 7 through to verses 12. It will also come up over my face as well. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house were there in the house, she caught him by his garments, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can come to you and we can learn from the things that have gone before and the things that are written in the Holy Bible. I pray, Father, as I unpack this passage this morning, you will help us uh, to see what you have to say to us today, that you will touch our hearts and that you will help us to resist temptation. Amen. So what do we mean by temptation? Temptation is when we face a trial where we have the free will to be faithful or unfaithful to God. That might look like sexual temptation, as it does in this passage with Joseph. It might be spending money that we don't have, or spending money buying things that we really don't need. It might be seeking acceptance and approval from a group of friends or colleagues by gossiping about someone else. Or it could be more subtle like making sarcastic comments 
to the person who's left the cupboard doors open for the hundredth time instead of responding with love and grace. Temptation might well look different right now to how it did a couple of months ago. We are now all locked down in our own houses, not leaving the house very often, and so the temptations that we find ourselves facing now are within the four walls of our house. But let's not forget that the internet brings a lot of outside worldly temptations into our house and also behind closed doors. With nobody looking and fewer opportunities to be challenged by that friend who knows when you're not quite telling the truth, we have to look to our Father in Heaven to help us spot these temptations and to resist them. Joseph is in lockdown too, although his isn't enforced by a global pandemic, his is because of slavery. He has temptation in the home and the workplace all rolled into one. Mrs Potiphar has taken a shine to young Joseph and living in the same house means that inevitably their paths are going to cross. So how does Joseph conquer this temptation? How does he have victory over this temptation? Firstly, Joseph shows respect for the position he's been given and for his master. He's been given authority over the whole household, but he realises that Potiphar's wife is off limits. Now, I suspect there wasn't a conversation where Potiphar expressly said to Joseph, by the way, you can't have my wife. But Joseph knew that he couldn't have his wife. In some ways, Joseph had very little to lose. After all, he was already a slave. He was very restricted in what he could do, and he was miles and miles away from his family. On the other hand, Joseph finds himself in this quite significant position within the household. When you have a lot to lose, it can be quite a compelling reason to resist temptation. But this isn't the big killer reason for Joseph resisting temptation. Verse 9 says, How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Joseph knows that lying with Potiphar's wife be a great sin against God. It would be against God's will. Bear in mind, this is before Moses and the Ten Commandments. Joseph wasn't looking at some written down law and ticking it off going, that's, that's a sin, I mustn't do that. When we are being tempted, just because it's not explicitly forbidden in the Bible doesn't mean that it is God's will for you. We have to remember that when facing temptation. We shouldn't look for an out by not being able to find an explicit forbidden statement in the Bible. Matthew 26 verse 41 reads, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Not only does the Bible tell this, but scientists have also proven this in studies. Drew Dick's book, Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Science, A Guide for Sinners, Quitters and Procrastination, a really catchy title, tells us of a study about willpower that took place about 20 years ago. Two separate groups were put in separate rooms. Both of them were given a bowl of radishes and a bowl of nice warm chocolate chip cookies. Both groups had fasted beforehand just to make it that little bit harder. And one group was told that they could only eat the radishes that were in front of them. The second group were told that they could feast on the cookies and eat as many as they like. Both groups were then led to a room 
where they were given a problem that was impossible to solve. The researchers then viewed these groups and timed how long it would take them to give up. The cookie-eating group lasted about 20 minutes before they finally gave up and declared the problem impossible to solve. The radish-eating group lasted less than 8 minutes. What this study tells us is that willpower is a finite resource. We only have so much willpower. And the same pot for resisting cookies is the same pot that we use in order to make good decisions. Joseph knew that his willpower alone was not going to be enough to resist this temptation. We overestimate our willpower in the calm, in the normal day-to-day. -day. We think that we're going to have a huge amount of willpower. When it comes to temptation, it often comes when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we're lonely, when we've just used all our willpower up during the day. What we need to do is put in place practical steps to help us resist. Joseph did exactly this, and wherever possible, he tried to avoid being with Potiphar's wife. He did not lie with her, he tried not to be with her, and he just didn't listen to her. What might that look like for us? What are the practical steps that we might be able to put in place to help us resist temptation? If it's to do with sexual temptation, then perhaps we need to avoid spending time alone with that person. That's probably a bit easier right now when we're locked down in our own houses. But when the conditions are relaxed, then perhaps that's something we need to consider. If it's to do with internet or browsing the internet or shopping and you're doing that on your phone, then why don't you leave your phone downstairs? Perhaps leave it in the open where everyone can see it. A handy tip that someone taught me was to treat it like a landline. You go to the phone to perform an action and then you put it back down where you found it and leave it there. Perhaps it would be wise to move your computer to a space where everyone can see your screen so people know what you're doing. If you're hiding away that temptation when you try to perhaps shop online or perhaps look at something on the internet that you shouldn't, moving your computer to a space where people can see makes you more accountable. If it's to do with spending, delete all those saved details off the online shops that you have. You can also, for a lot of banks, set up text alerts. You could set up a text alert to text a friend when you spend so that they see how much you're spending and where they're spending it. If it's to do with gossip, walk away, end the call, mute the speakers. It's not always possible, but often there is the option to walk away from a situation. If it's at home, if it's that cupboard door scenario, then actually a simple tip is just to take a big breath before you react. It's amazing the difference that, that can make. Finally, we see that Joseph is unavoidably alone with Potiphar's wife. The servants are nowhere to be found and he's obviously had to go as part of his course of his day, uh, as part of his job, to go into the same room as Potiphar's wife. He's done his best, he's put things in place, but now she's got hold of his clothes. He's literally in the clutches of temptation. So what does Joseph do? He flees. He doesn't give up. He doesn't go, oh, well, it was inevitable. She just kept going on at me, and so I'm. Um, what can I do? He gets as far away as he can. 
Now don't forget, he's still a slave. He's still within his home and his workplace. They're all the same place. But nonetheless, he gets as far away from Potiphar's wife as he can. What should we do when temptation gets its claws into us? We have to flee. What does that look like for us? Perhaps it means setting up parental controls on our internet and making sure that it's a friend that sets the password so we can't override it. For me, I get tempted just to pick up my phone and scroll through things, uh, look at Amazon, look at different shops, and I get tempted to buy things that I don't really need. Also, it's just a distraction for me and it stops me from spending time with God. It stops me from spending time with my family well and being present. And so one of the things I've done is set up the screen time feature on my phone. That means that Rachel has to type in a passcode for me to be able to access most of the apps on my phone and to browse the internet. It's helped no end because when I pick up my phone, I do it subconsciously. I don't mean to start scrolling through, but that's inevitably what happens. And I knew that on my own, I couldn't do it. So now if I pick up my phone and I try and do something that I can't do without the screen time code, I'm not able to. And that means that I just put my phone down. Perhaps you might need to do something similar. If you're really struggling with that spending online, delete all your accounts. Don't just delete the cards out of them, delete all the accounts. Chop up your credit cards and just leave yourself with that one debit card to be able to do the weekly shop. If you can't get away from those gossipy calls, don't join in. That can be really hard with friendship. But try not to join in those calls when you know it's just going to be gossip about someone. Get as far away from possible as whatever it is that's tempting you. So those are some of the tips, but let's not forget that victory doesn't always look like we're expecting it. Joseph has done all the right things to the point of fleeing so that he can avoid this temptation. And yet still he finds himself in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Yet in time he finds himself in a position of power and influence and we're going to see that as we continue the story in Joseph. Jesus' victory on earth didn't look like his followers were expecting. Who would have predicted that victory was going to look like a painful horrific death on a cross? But three days after that death he rises again from the grave victorious over sin and death. That's the hope that we cling to. So my final tip, don't battle alone. Share your struggles with your friends and with your partner. Get prayer, get practical support. Like I said, get people to have the passwords, get people to uh, check in on you and ask you how things are doing. Be accountable. Don't forget that Jesus was tempted after having 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. He's been here. He's been tempted. He knows that it's hard, but he wants to walk these struggles with you. He has grace for the times when we don't do as well. And he knows that we cannot overcome temptation in our own strength. We can only do it with his help. And we don't have to do it alone. So if you're struggling with temptation somewhere right now, as well as reaching out to friends to ask for support, Reach out to Jesus and ask for his help and ask him to give you the strength to conquer your temptation. God bless you all.